0: What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Connect. My name is Kali, and I hope that you guys are doing really, really well. It's been a very heavy couple of weeks. It's been a very weird three months. I feel like we're all in like a state of like what the hell is going on. But I must say that despite how heavy the past couple of weeks have been just seeing people's fortitude and people's integrity and strength and unity has been the most inspiring thing it has brought so much joy to me and it's honestly i wouldn't say that it's my wildest dreams but it's like something that i always believe existed in all of us and it's and it's tragic that the events that triggered, you know, mass mobilizations and protests and riots had to happen. But it's absolutely incredible that we're here. So to all of the people putting in all of that good work, um, more power to you. I know that everyone's doing something in their own little way and sometimes doesn't even feel like it's enough, you know, But know that the smallest things that you do are going to help because we all have our little responsibilities and sometimes some people have a lot more, um, but it takes all of us. And during this time, during this entire journey of struggle, I just want to remind all of you to take in the little moments of joy, take in the little moments of family and of friends and of love and really just savor those moments because because these are the moments that are gonna help you be resilient and help pour in that cup that you've been pouring out of replenish you keep you filled with hope show you that you have a purpose to keep going um so yeah i would really say take care of your mental everyone because uh Without it, you can't do any of the incredible things that you're destined to do, right? Today's episode is going to be a bit different because it is actually the final episode of the season. Initially, when I had planned this podcast, it was going to run weekly, 365 days a year. However, because of the pandemic and logistics and just life, um, there has to be collections that I put out. So this episode will be the end of the first season, episode 10. Although there are two prelude episodes that I would uploaded on SoundCloud exclusively before I launched this podcast. So technically 12, but this is the 10th and final episode of this season. And I wanted to take the time to look back on some of the episodes and find the little gems that really stuck with me. I think that I spoke to six incredibly strong, African, unapologetic women who are very centered in their purpose. And I think that that's what made it so exciting is that I spent so much time traveling and meeting so many different people, but it's always when I'm back on this continent that I'm just left inspired at every turn, every conversation. It's also why I needed to do this podcast because I feel like it's great for people to see the other side and find stories that they resonate with in people that may or may not look like them, right? So the first episode that I wanted to look back on, is the interview that I had with Terembe. And there was a part of the interview where we were sort of discussing the sort of expectations and standards that are put on women in society. And I asked her how she deals with, you know, those pressures and whether she adheres to labels and how she pushes past these expectations in her everyday life. And this is what she had to say
1: firstly centering myself
0: that was like my big mantra last
1: year yeah (laughs) this idea that in the world that i live in the first person and the most important person in my life is me and i have to center myself and consider my own needs my own desires uh, my own feelings in everything that i engage in and so that for me really helped me see myself as important i feel like a lot of times even when you enter relationships or you enter friendships or even in the workspace like it's you it's you it's so easy to be dismissive to yourself or to how you feel or something happens and you're like oh that didn't feel right but "Ah, maybe i'm overthinking like we don't prioritize how we feel and we don't say like you know that feeling of confusion or that feeling that made you like hurt that's important and it's important to be able to identify those things and recognize them so i think that's been really important for me in just knowing that i matter as a person you know like who i am is you know i, I can look a particular way and according to the world <laughs> i may not be the best looking or i may not be you know whatever it is but in my world i matter most and and that's important to me and just understanding like like I have this saying that I, I, I read in, um or I watched in this show an um, African City. Did you ever watch it other a Ghanaian, like, sex on the city, quote-unquote? No. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's this show. I think it's, a, I don't know which platform it's in, but at the time I watched it, I think on YouTube, this quote that says, the sky is too big for two birds to clash. And that saying has really, really stuck with me, like, for me, because just the concept of a sky... And the, the vastness and just seeing the world as so big. And what's considered beautiful in one part of the world is not in this other part of the world. And where you exist and who you are matters. You know, we can't all look the same and we can't all play the same role in the world. Like, we all are different. And that will attract different types of people around us. That will that means we do different, like, just play a different role, like I said. So for me, it's just understanding how vast the world is. So maybe if you don't feel like you fit in in a particular way, there's, there's space for you somewhere. And that, first of all, has to be with yourself because that has to be like you believe you're important, you believe you matter, you believe that the things that you value matter and you prioritize yourself. And that that good feeling, I think for me, makes me feel beautiful. Because for me, the, the beauty is not really necessarily in like how you look, you know, how your nose looks or how your eyes look. It's just how you feel as well. And and just cultivating those things so that you you exist in a world that feels good to you, and then that you know makes you feel beautiful.
0: The sky is too big. That is actually like something that's has stuck in my mind. There is absolutely no reason for us to think that we have to be anybody but ourselves. And I think that it's something that we tend to forget sometimes, and especially as women, you know. Um and so I'm really happy that she was able to sort of share her perspectives and and why it why she has found it important to center herself. And not feel guilty for doing so, which I know that is something a lot of people do struggle with. I then had an interview with director and filmmaker Effie Carrera, and we spoke about her work and what the industry is looking like at the moment. But more importantly, there was a moment where we spoke about what inspires her to create. And I really enjoyed what she had to say, so have a listen.
2: For me, it's really telling stories that I haven't seen or stories that I haven't heard. Or to be honest, not even that, but telling more stories like that. Because I feel like there's not a lot of stories being told from a black woman's perspective or anything of in that way. I think we're just now breaking into that realm of things where we have the Easter Rays the Shonda Rhimes, um, the Ava DuVernay's, um, the Lacey Dukes. And I think we need to make more room for that. So for me, it was the fact that I honestly have been through a lot in my life that I w- that I felt that I needed to have an outlet to tell it. I needed to create a space for myself to share these experiences because I knew I was the only one going through them. So that was kind of what inspired me to really get into it and start telling stories and not only caring about the visual aesthetics of things, but really the story that goes into things.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Because I do write, I do understand the importance of telling a story and what that means not only for myself, but also to other people and sort of the power of a story and how it can connect people and help people feel seen and understood. And I think that sort of growing up existing between different cultures and in different places a lot of the time you don't see a lot of yourself like you may watch a movie and sort of relate to you know just the raw human emotion that you're seeing on screen but like actually seeing someone (laughs) that looks like you or speaks like you or shares your experiences those are sort of far and few between um so I I definitely appreciate that and it's something that you know also sort of inspired me to do this podcast so that there are more stories of people um from different places and I think that that's um super important so I completely relate to that Yeah
2: I think it's I think it's beautiful what you're doing with the podcast because when I first listened to Your first couple episodes, I was so hyped to see that women in Africa and just like even in the horn of Africa are creating a platform not only for themselves, but sharing it with other women so that other women can come here and see themselves within that. For me, like, I just hope that other young Black women can see themselves and be like, oh, she's a director and she's a writer. I want to do that, too. How can I do that? Um, And for a while, I've never. okay, I've never been on a set with people who look like me unless they're they're just there or like, I'm like, okay, I want more diversity on set. It's still a very male dominant industry. And even with the stories that are being told, it's very homogeneous, you know? And I think it's a crucial part right now to have more writers and more directors that are of color. And that is important, very important. And I also think you brought up a good point with being African and also being an immigrant and also being tra- you know well traveled and being in different places, you kind of become a chameleon, you learn to adapt, and your story doesn't necessarily have to be of those who come from the same place as you Absolutely. but you kind of shape shift and you take on different bodies and you take on a different perspective, and that influences the way you think um and I think I've been lucky enough that I've been able to experience that being kenyan kenyan and emigrating to the states and still being able to travel and do what i love um that's really influenced a lot of how i tell my stories
0: and i think what i found especially cool about this conversation is that effie is very much about representation um we've even sat down and um spoken about some of the projects that she's working on and scripts that she's writing and everything stems from creating creating films and narratives that everyone can see themselves in. And I think that being a young African, that isn't really what contemporary media is showing you, contemporary entertainment. So for her to have this be part of her purpose is so amazing and I'm forever a fan just on that basis alone. I had a conversation with Khadija Farah, who is a photographer based here in Nairobi. And for someone who has her accolades and been able to have her images in some of the most popular platforms in the world, along with um, also shooting some very important people. It was very interesting for me to have a conversation with her about the importance that she's found in therapy. And I, at some point in the interview, asked her about how she deals with imposter syndrome. And it's it's interesting because on on the outside, someone of her standard isn't someone that people actually expect to feel like an imposter but she does sometimes and i wanted advice on how i can deal with it how people can deal with it through how she has dealt with it so check it out um push it to the side just kind of like ignore
3: it as much as i can honestly no you just as long as you start to tell yourself i mean tell yourself and believe that you belong in this space, that you didn't just happen to end up here like by chance or by fluke. To me, it's a lot of little parts, a lot of little things that I had to do to get here. And when I ignore the progress that I've made, it's doing yourself a disservice. Like when you tell yourself that you don't belong here, that nothing that you've done so far has had any meaning, that's probably because you're conditioned to see, like, either publications or awards or whatever as a, you know, justification for you being in the space or, like, as those things being a marker of success. But, like, I have to tell myself daily, like, I belong here. I'm doing the right thing. It's it's hard to believe it especially when sometimes I start to feel a bit, like, tokenized. I feel like people might just be hiring me because I make noise online. Or, like, I'm not the only one in this space, obviously, but sometimes I am what people see, Uh, you know, if they're like, I want a woman photographer. I want to say that we hired a Muslim photographer, you know. And it gets a little bit tiring, but, girl, you just have to say, You belong, you belong, you belong. The space is yours
0: to occupy. So always remember that you are enough. And I think that this part of the conversation sort of connected me to when I had a conversation with V. Kimani because her podcast, the At The Table podcast, is is very much about creating space for women, um, especially Black women. Um, And... V has always had this aura that she's, she's so comfortable in who she is and very much takes her journey of life independent of anybody and anything. And it's so amazing to sort of see her creating spaces that mean so much to herself, first and foremost, and then to everybody else. And V is in academia. She's right now doing her second master's and about to start a PhD in the fall. And it's, it's really cool to sort of connect how her experiences in academia um, have informed the sort of very intentional space creation that she's made for herself. We had a conversation about bell hooks and I asked her about what she means with black women being safe in theory when it comes to academia and we also touched on intersectionality and that was very interesting because um, I don't think that people actually view gender through an academic viewpoint in everyday life and so having having that conversation as to african women was um was something that really filled me up so here's b
3: i want to say it was her idea on like finding belonging within academia within theory actually so she said something about um you know finding belonging within academia and how theory allowed women black women especially to Kind of be, you know, in a like spiritually, emotionally, holistically, just to exist. And so she used her work as a means to sort of create that space for women of color in particular, right? And I felt like she was speaking to us, you know, she wasn't speaking to like educate a white audience. She was speaking to women of color and telling them, listen, there's space for you, uh, within theory. Theory is a safe space. And yeah, that really stuck with me. And then I want to say as well, um, I came across Kimberly Crenshaw, who turned the, who came up with the title, um, intersectionality, the title, the word. <laughs> um, and at the time, it just, you know, it, like everybody else's experience, it was a huge term that sort of, made so much sense with everything going on in the world um so I wrote my dissertation on intersectionality with a key focus on bell hooks yeah they were different but I somehow matched the two. I actually really
0: want to read that at some point but you said that um there was this idea of women of color being able to exist fully within um theory so Do you sometimes feel that in the real world, there isn't isn't space or it isn't safe for women of color or black women in particular for us to exist as our full selves?
3: You know what? I feel like the older I get, the more I'm cultivating these spaces for myself. Like, I don't just go into a white hairdresser and I'm like, can you make my hair? I know better or I don't like um, go to church and shy away from conversations on race or, you know, my experiences when the time comes, I'm all about speaking about it, you know, or I don't go to like, I'm basically curating these spaces for myself through friendships, through community and just taking my whole self within it you know i'm not leaving anything behind and i'm sort of embracing all the parts of myself um so i think to answer your question i feel like i only became aware of how there's not many spaces for me when i started creating these spaces more intentionally and now i'm sort of curating a life that allows me to be around these spaces that allow me to be me and holy.
0: And so going off of V and her experiences having to create spaces for herself, when I interviewed my very good friend, Julia Loom, who is a travel blogger and writer and YouTuber. Oh my goodness, all of these talented people. <laughs> but Julie and I had many stories that we shared from our personal lives, and it's actually one of my favorite episodes from this season. And we spoke about um, creating for an African audience and representation and what that looks like for us. And so in anything that I do, which is something that I have in common with her, I'm not looking that far outside of like the borders of this continent. Like, I feel like everything that I do is for betterment of my people here, raises fist in air. (laughs) But um, yeah, so... Have a listen to Julie's opinions on representation and creating for an African audience. Yeah, it's important that you say
4: for Africans because too often I feel like, even though it sounds, I, I guess, counterintuitive, yeah. there are just too many people I find that are trying to, trying to do Wakanda. They're trying to be... Trying to themselves. do Wakanda. Like, I was Stop. just listening. So, like... <laughs> But it's like, you don't need to do that because you're literally here on the ground. So what are you doing? Mm. Literally, it's very much... um, I was just listening to Sinisa Akello, Mm. the makeup artist on Adele Onyango's podcast. Mm. Shout out to both of you guys. Yeah. And so she was saying, she gave an analogy of cotton. Because she's like, cotton "Cotton is grown. Yeah, she went there, bro. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, cotton is grown in parts of africa Mm -hmm. it is shipped to the u.s and made into a t-shirt sold back to Africans at Mm. high high prices what are we doing Mm -hmm. we had it here the whole time (laughs) why Mm. now does it need to be packaged by somebody else and sold back to you Mm. like you don't have the juice the whole time it's the word that's my issue and that's very much i did a poll and like a little questionnaire on my instagram yesterday Mm -hmm. because i want to see kinda how I'm coming across already to people. Of course. And what they want. Yeah. You know, what comes to mind when they see me and my brand and what they want to see. Yeah. Because so much it's been brewing in me for probably like years. Yeah. But I just feel like my whole thing in whatever it is I do, whether it is with blogging, whether I end up being a working architect, my issue is it's high time that we just stop worrying about everybody else as Africans. Mm. Everything is like show the world the real Africa. Show the world that the Africa that they've been showed is not. Have we shown ourselves, please? No, we have not. Have you told yourself or your (laughs) neighbour, "Hey, it's lit out here.
0: This is why." Do you even know yourself? Like, (laughs) do you know yourself? I think that that's like that's the question, right? Now it wouldn't be an episode done by me um, if I didn't bring it back to betterment and self-improvement and becoming your best self and when i spoke to my home girl um mudoni mushiri or noni as everybody knows her We spoke about um, certain habits that she's had to pick up um, in the past couple of years um, to sort of just better her mental state and her life in general. And she touched upon something that I think we've all experienced, and that is taking yourself out of situations that don't serve you or aren't, aren't positive to your everyday life. And it was it was definitely a conversation that um, I resonated with deeply um, just because I think the older we all get, don't we all get very (laughs) comfortable with being able to say no um, and drawing our boundaries and being like, nope, my mind needs to be at peace. So yeah, that's the last interview that I want us to look back on quickly um, and learn a bit from.
5: This is the thing. I've kind of decided and this is not even the past five years this is probably the past like two years i've kind of decided that i will not be or allow myself to be put in environments that take things out of me so whatever that thing is if it's taking something um like positive out of me i i remove myself from that you know um it's 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 not always like the easiest situation it's kind of like You know, like, especially when it comes to some, like, if we're being frank here, some family members or, you know, some, like, close friends. I just think that, you know, in the past, I was very like, oh, okay, I need to, like, you know, push through this. Like, this is someone that I love or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 I love them. And if they loved me, they wouldn't put me in certain situations. I wouldn't be, you know, in this environment in the first place, you know. So why is it that I have to compromise my sense of comfort because someone wants to do whatever they want to do so it's just it's just the thing of like not everything has to be an argument not everything has to be a fight if i'm seeing something if i'm from in a certain place and it's not serving me well at the time i as modani can leave you know so i think that's one thing that i i you know that i would say is you know if you're somewhere and you're not comfortable or if you're in a certain scenario and you're not you're not comfortable and you have the luxury to leave leave you know that's yeah. Yeah. That's pretty
0: much it. So those are six beautiful interviews with six even more beautiful human beings. And I gotta say, this season has helped me grow and learn. Um I just thought that I would be having really interesting conversations like I do with people every day, but honestly, um being very intentional in the questions that I'm asking and sort of getting the interview guests to open up you sort of learn so much yourself and the connect podcast is one of purpose for people that live across and in between cultures and I hope that you guys also picked up on things that have helped you or little wisdoms that have made you look at something in a different way or expanded your mind and so thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the connect podcast this season. I will definitely be back very soon. Watch out on my social medias that will be linked somewhere um, in the description box. And please do reach out if there's any people that you want to see on the connect podcast. If you have any comments or questions, um, my DMs always open. And yeah, until I speak to you guys next, I hope that you guys have an absolutely amazing time. I look forward to being back, but until then, all of the light, all of the love, and I will speak to you guys soon. Bye.